Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fired. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch goodness. Welcome Pacer fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacer podcast. Today is March 17th, it's St. Patrick's Day, 2022, Cheers. this is episode 281, Cheers, coming to you from Asheville, North Carolina, I'm your host, John Colson. Uh, the end house bartender uh, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. Um, I think all those are necessary on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> crappy drinks and crappy jingles. I don't know. Uh, your your beer should be green and you should be singing songs while half drunk. And being a leprechaun. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> don't steal my gold. <laughs> I, I, I got it. That was my leprechaun impression. I think you nailed it. Okay. Uh, joining me this week is one of our analysts, but we're still coast to coast like butter toast. Uh, from Boise, Idaho, out west, our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, buddy? Shutting out uh, Palo Banchero, future pacer Palo Banchero. Oh, really? Why are you shutting him out? Just gonna slide right into the five spot where the paces are gonna land. Just saying. Mmm. Mm, well, that that uh, that jumps right into what we're gonna talk about. Does this it week. now? Uh, it does. It does. Thanks for uh, throwing me a, a softball uh, so I can knock it out of the park. Talk about it. So okay, Harper, <laughs> you will attest to this. Um, this time of year, when there's about three to four weeks left in the season. Um, I tend to get real excited. I get all of the uh, teams, uh, you know, schedules out, and I, I kind of suggest what they might win and lose in my mm-hmm, own head, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I try to create what's going to be the final um, standings. And almost always, it is regarding uh, the Pacers' playoff position. Uh, you'll right. recall when we were uh, living together, uh, there was a there was a playoff game. Uh, right near the end when we had to play Milwaukee. Um, and if we lost that game, we were going to be out of the playoffs. If we won the game, we were going to be in it. We went into overtime. It was a big deal. Um, I had mapped it all out, and I knew exactly what we needed to do to get it done. Uh, that year, we got we snuck into the playoffs as an eight seed and uh, ended up taking uh, the the Nets, I believe, that went to the finals that year to uh, an elimination game, double overtime. Um, these kind of things thrill me trying to figure out what's going to happen. This is a first time thing for me, Harper. I am now trying to predict what the worst teams in leagues are going to do, um, because that's going to affect our draft pick. And I'm, I know that this is a weird thing. We're not really supposed to tank. We're not rooting for losing, but I'm doing that Harper. I'm rooting for losing. Yes. Yes, you are. What is your philosophy on tanking? Where are you at on that before I get into the details of this? How do you feel about this? Uh, Jason often says to me, um, you know, if you try to win every game, the basketball gods will um, grant you good things. Um, I think he's a dumb liar. What do you think? He seems pretty Pollyannish. I won't lie. (laughs) I, I mean, my theory of tanking is more or less trust an organization that you believe in and while I may not trust the front office, I trust Rick Carlisle a lot. So Rick Carlisle knows what the score sheet says. And, uh, I think that he can walk the line of losing games and maintaining culture. I think he can do that. So I'm more or less hands off the wheel at this point. Um, I just, I'm, I'm going to trust the process. Okay. Uh, and, and trust that it won't go on for seven years. 
you you, uh, you sound like you sound like a Philadelphia fan. Uh, but but I like I said I I don't think it will go on for seven years for us. I I, I really do think that the combination of the front office and Rick Carlisle can get this figured out. Look, Tyrese is an absolute monster of a player. He seems to really want to be in a place and build a place actively can succeed. So, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a trust in the people that we have on the ground and not worry too much about the rest right now. Okay. I'm guessing so, based upon your question that you are much more concerned than me. I'm very worried. My friend, <laughs> um, I appreciate your, uh, your attitude on this. Uh, it makes me feel a little bit better and I probably should just, uh, you know, relax a little bit and do some more yoga or something. But, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but here's the deal. We are currently, in the uh, fifth position from the bottom, uh, when you talk about the lottery, there is a, well, we'll get into that in a second. Um, the lottery is a very interesting thing. But what I would, I just want to uh, tell you that the teams uh, below us would be the uh, Detroit Pistons. They have the 22nd uh, hardest schedule remaining. Uh, the Houston Rockets are below us. They have the 21st hardest schedule remaining. The Oklahoma City Thunder, they're in 25th um, with the hardest schedule remaining. The Orlando Magic are the 28th hardest schedule remaining. Um, when I say these things, that's a very positive sign for us. That means they're playing cupcake schedules while the Pacers have the 11th hardest schedule remaining. So, um, we do face the Rockets, the Pistons, the Kings, and the Hawks, including, and also the... Um, we, we can't beat the Pistons. Right. They're just an objectively better team than us right now. They murder us every time we play them. We need to lose to them because they actually um, are only um, slightly better than us in the standings. That'd be great. Um, I don't think we're cashing so uh, as we speak, the Pistons are 18 uh, and we are 23 in wins. Now, however, uh, the Pistons are five and five uh, in their last 10. Uh, they, they, they're, uh, they're getting a little bit healthy. They're being a little sparky. Um, I think they could actually pass us. Um, I'm actually looking for a, a situation where the Pistons could pass us. The Pistons. I'm, I'm looking for that. I think that could happen. Okay. You want to put money on this? I will happily take your money. No, but I'm saying that it's a possibility. Just looking at their schedule, knowing what could happen. I mean, I it's think possible that, that the sun explodes tomorrow. It's not probable. <laughs> now, I don't think the Magic will catch us. Uh, I don't think the Rockets will catch us. I do think the Thunder have a chance. They currently have 20 wins. We have 23. They're 3-7 in their last 10. It's not like yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying they could maybe win four or five more games and we could just stop winning. We'll see what happens. Here's my concern. My concern is the freaking Kings, who we yeah. made this trade with. The Kings They're want wrong. to get into the playoffs. They're win now. They're all in. They're win now. They're all in. They got Demonis Sabonis. They got uh, consummate uh, professionals in uh, Justin Holiday and uh, Jeremy Lamb. And They've got De'Aaron Fox, who's healthy. Yeah, did I say Sabonis? Nah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, but anyway, no. he's a, he's a, he's an all star, and and I think that uh, this team should be winning more than they're winning. They're two and eight in their last ten. They've lost four in a row. Um, this is my real concern. Um, I don't think the Blazers or the Spurs are going to catch us. I don't think the Knicks are going to catch us. I, I mean, on the bottom end, uh, on, and as far as losing, I but I think the, how much Thibodeau can destroy a team. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. But, I mean, my concern right now is that the Kings are going to screw with us and maybe lose more than we do um, and put us in the sixth position. And if that's the case, I think everything changes dramatically, and I'll tell you why after these messages. From imaginary sponsors X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got to find the right map. You know know what you got? Okay, well, let me shout this out to uh, Pacer fans. Uh, tankathon.com. That is where you need to be right now. This is, it's got all of the things you need for your tanking questions. 
uh, strength of schedule as things go out, um, your strength of draft picks, which is interesting. So tankathon.com tells me I have a 10.5% chance as of recording on Sunday, March 13th, of getting the number one overall pick. Yes. Well, as the fifth seed. Well, the seeding doesn't matter. I have a 10.5% chance of getting everything. Then I'd be of the one the, seed. <laughs> of getting the one pick is what yeah. you're saying. So uh, here, here's the deal. Um, the, the top three picks have the same chance of getting the number one pick. Correct. And that's about a 48% chance. Okay. Mm, how's that? They each have 14%, so 42 For the number one pick, but if you go through, um, okay. They right. combined have a 42% chance of getting the number one pick. The top three. Yes. Right. Yes, top three. What, what my point is, if you are in the bottom three, you have a 42% chance of, a 48% chance of getting into the top three. Uh, no, you have a combined 42% chance of getting the number one overall. You will almost certainly be in the top three. <laughs> but not, it's not guaranteed. You're no, guaranteed not guaranteed to be in the top but, five. You're yeah, guaranteed no, you, to be you, in the top you, five. I mean, you, you, you are in the, like, uh, if you're in the top three and you don't get a top three, that would be strongly against the odds, right? Right, correct. Top, f- so, so... To, if you're the number, like Houston, for instance, right now has a 52% chance of being in the top four. Right. So for them to not get a top three pick or a top four pick, extremely unlikely. Right. Correct. So right now as a top five, uh, as the fifth pick, we would be in a situation where we have a 10% chance to get the uh, first pick. 10% chance to get the second pick, 10% chance to get the third pick, 10% chance to get the fourth pick. So you have a 40% chance to be in the top four. Interestingly, as the fifth pick, we only have a 2% chance to get the fifth pick. Um, and everything else after that, we are actually, it's more likely that we will be the sixth, seventh, eighth, or ninth seed than we'll be the top four as a fifth pick. So this is this is really fascinating to me because this is how they so so what the NBA has done they they tried to level out the um, the draft picks to make tanking less of a thing. It used to be if you were the worst team in the league, you got twenty five percent chance to get the first pick, but now they've spread that out. Um, you have equal odds with the bottom three teams, so you have fourteen percent chance no matter what. Okay, if you're the worst team, you're not going to draft uh, higher than fifth. Um, if you're the first pick, you're not going to draft higher than sixth. If you're the third uh, third worst team, you're not going to draft higher than seventh. Um, and so on and so on. Now, as the fifth pick, the Pacers would have a 31, 41, 42% chance of being in the top four. Um, and then after that, the rest of that would go all the way to the ninth pick. We're actually more likely to be in the, out of the top four than we would be in the top five. My issue with this is once you get to the sixth pick, you now are under 40% to be in the top four. You have no chance at the fifth pick. And your most likely position would be the seventh, eighth pick if you're in the sixth pick based on odds. So what I'm saying is the best case scenario is we're in the bottom four of this league, but that's probably not going to happen. We really need to stay in this fifth pick because as we talked about in the last show this is only a five uh, man draft after that it's what's less what, interesting. I mean, ultimately what's bizarre about this is being a four or five seed the least likely position to land in is the four, and is five the four seed. or five yeah i'm confused by this and i want to check their math like i'm not like I'm confused about what's happening. Well, okay. So the idea is for the first four picks, right? You have, you're more likely to be in the first four spots than you are to be out of the first four spots. Okay. So. Right. With. But why, why, why wouldn't the most likely outcome being where you're at? 
Well, because of that, because they've so heavily weighted it on the first four picks, that makes things on the fifth and sixth and seventh pick weird. Does that make sense? No, it makes it it makes it like bad statistically to me. Like this is like a bad outcome. It's not great for us. Is I I don't think it's good for anyone. Well, the point, the reason they did this is because they don't want to encourage tanking. I mean, then they shouldn't have just given the Magic three first-round picks in a row in the freaking 90s. If right. they hadn't cheated then, they wouldn't have to cheat now. I'm just saying. Right. Well, no, and my hope is, and, and, and honestly, and I, I don't think I'm wrong here, um, Houston, Orlando, Detroit, and Oklahoma City have been mired in the mud for a long time, and they've gotten lots of draft picks. I think the Pacers, who are in um, basketball country, who have never tanked in their lives, I feel like the league might be willing to uh, cheat and give us a, a one or two picks. No, so I agree. It's I, 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 like a real thing that might happen. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the way that they've constructed this. And, you know, the, the problem is that they let everybody get a lottery ball, right? Right. For right. One, All the way two, to 14. Four, but not after five, right? So five, yeah, yeah. After that, you know. We, we do have a high relative percentage of lending the seven spot, but we have almost as good a percentage of lending the one spot as Houston, right? Right. Correct. Right. So if you stay the in the, the five day, spot, it doesn't matter. It's, it's actually pretty we, good. We're not going to go. It's a lottery. I understand. But if you get to the sixth spot, your, lot, your odds change dramatically is what I'm saying. Not really. You don't think so? Dramatically? No. Absolutely not. Okay. I mean, the only difference—the only difference between the five and the six spot—is you can't have a five spot. <laughs> you right. can't get the fifth draft pick. I mean, as or, a matter or, of percentages, right. we're talking right. about it, it, it's super incremental. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So, uh, but it's just way more likely that we would get a seventh or eighth pick at the sixth spot than we would if we're in the fifth spot. No. It would twenty percent. Uh, likely that I get the eight spot if I'm in the six spot versus a two percent. Well, right, but there's spot. an eighty percent chance that something else happens. Right, right, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh man, man. You know what? Here's what I'm learning. <laughs> Here's what I'm learning. Don't play the lottery. Don't it's play not, the lottery. The lottery is really garbage. And like it's the garbage. NBA lottery, I'm looking at the way that they constructed this. This is real dumb. Yeah. This is really dumb. So basically, if you're not in the top three, and the top three would have equal odds to get the first pick, um, we still would have a 10% chance in the fifth spot to get um, the number one spot. And if in the sixth spot, we'd still have a 9% chance. So, I mean, you know, you're saying there's a chance. I mean, if in the seventh spot, you have half as good a chance as a team that is actively not playing any humans and doing nothing. Right. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I still don't feel like the incentive alignments are really where they need to be. Yeah. Right. I like well, the NBA should be able to do better than the, what they've constructed here. Uh, my, my issue, I think what I'm interested in is again, we'll go back to this, but I think that there are five different, different makers in uh, the lottery. Let's talk about the lottery. Okay. Talk about the draft. Who do you like? Oh, who do I like? Who do you like? Jabari, Jabari Smith. I also he's like the, Jabari Smith. He, you can't have him. The, why not? Oh, I mean, you, there's a 10% chance that you can have him. Okay. I will live off of that. Because the thing no, is... If we is get Jabari Smith, a, we'll win a championship. Well, I mean, not, not, not next year. Eventually. Eventually, yes. He is he is a game changer and he is the kind well, of player that He's a league that, changer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is uh big he's a he's a 4. He's a big 4. Is he a 4? I'm not married to him at 4. I, or, I don't know. Maybe a 2 or 3 or 1 or 5. I don't I don't yeah. care. Put him on the well, floor. Guy's a baller. He's Yeah, he he's uh he's 610. He could shoot over anybody. Um he's got handles. Uh he can play defense on the perimeter. He can rebound there's he's, nothing he can't do exactly he is the guy he's super he's, complete and he's, he's a like complete 19. product yeah he also appears to be like a really good dude if we can make that happen then 
then this is <laughs> like I said, good. we'll get chips if we get them, but we're we, not getting. We add, we add him to Halliburton and Duarte and whatever. It's fine. I'm I'm fine. Sure. We make this happen. All right. Well, we're done here. We're just going to retire the podcast. We have Jabari Smith now. Everything's fine. Well, no, I I would hope we would do a podcast to, until we won the I, championship. I, I, because then we're all going to take the cyanide pill at the end of that. And... Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't go down this road. <laughs> no, okay. Um, the other the other guy is uh, the Chet Holgram. That kid. I don't believe in Gonzaga people. Okay, um, they're calling him a unicorn. Uh, he is seven feet tall. He's a big white guy. They call all big white guys unicorns. Right, I agree. I agree. Um, he also is what fifty pounds underweight. I mean, he's also nineteen. He could fill out. Okay, but uh, he's got the ball handling skills. They're calling him uh, Dirk with shooting, uh, Dirk Light with shooting, and Marcus Canby Light with defense. Those are if you can combine that into one person, like that's a freaking amazing. Um, he can block shots, rebound. Look, handle the ball. Chet Holmgren is for sure an NBA player. Whether he's a Hall of Famer remains to be seen. Well, and I worry about injury with guys that big and scrawny. Now, as you can well. worry about whatever you want. There's tons of things to worry about with a bunch. If of he's on the board, players. you take him. If he's on the board and Jabari's not, you take him. He's the number and two the- overall. And if you're looking at a draft board that shows him ahead of Jabari, find a difference. That's. That's a wrong. Find his different side. Exactly. <laughs> you are now looking at the wrong side. Yeah, CBS has him higher. Tankathon has Chet higher. Oh, I disagree. Boy. Yeah, uh, Tankathon has all the other things that are that I need, but I'm not looking. Not at their, that. Uh, yeah, no, that's incorrect. Their draft. Jabari yeah. Smith, Auburn, first overall. Congratulations in advance. <laughs> right. Doesn't matter who gets the number one. They're taking Jabari. Now, I would say that um, beyond that, uh, we you could actually probably start looking. If we end up with the third pick, I think can we can we start looking at an Ivy? Like I said, I think I think Paolo Banchero is a baller. Got 6'10", 250. He's averaging nineteen nine and three a game, over a steal a game. Paolo Banchero is the real deal. Now, does Indiana love me right now? No. They want Ivy because because he's from Purdue. There you go. He's a Boilermaker. And um, and also, it seems like when you you, you think about a Halliburton and an up and down game, like he is a guy that just goes to the rack with abandon. He's an up and down player. Like he might be a perfect, um, you know, sidekick to Halliburton. Don't we have Brogdon? If we if we draft Ivy, I assume we don't have Brogdon. That's well, not for long, I guess. Right, 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 yeah. right. Not not in the long term. Yeah. yeah. So, Jaden Ivy uh, at Purdue this last season, thirty two games, forty six percent off the floor, just shy of thirty seven percent from the three point line. I'll take the that. college three-point line. It's not yeah, great. That's thirty-seven percent. A lot of room for improvement. Less than seventy-five yeah. percent from the free throw line. Um, the kid can play. There's no two ways about it. Um, I've heard him compared to Dwayne Wade. Uh, I've heard me compared to Dwayne Wade. <laughs> I can compare anyone to Dwayne Wade. It means nothing. He's an NBA player for sure. Is he a Hall of Famer? <laughs> Certainly remains to be seen. And yeah, I don't. I'm not saying that. Look, I'm Paolo just saying, Banchero is he an all star potentially? Paolo Banchero yeah. is a six ten guy from Duke who is coached by Coach K. Uh, if you asked me who I want out of those two guys, I'll take Paolo. Wow. Okay. I. I. I but I, I. Do you feel like four is your position of need right now? I guess we have a position. I want the best guy on the board. I'm on a top five draft pick. I'm taking the most talent. He's the most talent out of those two guys. I don't even question. I will trade other humans if I have Paolo Banjir. What's his his, uh, three-point percentage uh, for a big man right now? For Paolo? Yeah. Paolo is sitting on off the floor 47%. He's only 30% from three-point range. He is about the same from from the charity stripe. 
gives you eight rebounds, three assists, a block, and a steal a game. Yeah. My only concern is that he's an old school power forward. My only concern is that he's Dale Davis or um, Carlos Boozer. Sure. Or... Is Jaden Ivey Paul Pierce? You don't really have a three point shot? I mean, Eric, yeah. say the same thing about your guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, hey, I got no guy. I'm just, I'm just yeah. asking questions. And and here's the thing: we're not getting either of them. Why not? Probably landing in the five spot. So that I mean, actually, probably with... not landing in the five spot somehow. For some reason, we'll probably end up in the seventh. Spot probably somehow. end up in the six or the seventh spot. Who goes five? Five goes uh, AJ Griffin. Okay, that's probably true. I'm a big fan of this kid. He can um, play. I, yeah. Uh, and, and, um, you know, the thing is he's gone through some injury injury problems, but like, and he's a little bit undersized for a three, four, but like, not at three, um, he's six, six, you can play six, six, yeah. six at three. But as a, as, like I said, as a I'm three, with four, I'm with but I'm yes, with as a, as a two, three, yeah, I yeah. think he's, he's got great size. Monster. Um, yeah. And, and the kid can shoot. Um, he can rebound. He, he, he's, he kind of does all the little things you want. I, I think I want him to be a little bit more consistent defensively, but like that's not uh, out of his realm of um, ability. I mean, when I think um, Pacers and the current iteration, I think lockdown defense. No, but that's what we need, though, Harper. That's what we need. I don't know if it's what we need or not. AJ Griffin. I need guys that can play D. AJ Griffin, again, Duke guy. He's been coached by the greatest, Coach K, in right, his final season. Sure. This guy. Right is going to understand the game immediately. He's not even 19 years old yet. Um, He shoots and shoots and shoots. He's over 50% from the floor, almost 47% from three-point land. This guy is a baller. If we have a chance to grab him, uh, there's not a lot of other guys on the board that you would choose. (laughs) He's really, really good. and, And Harper, this is my point. If we leave the draft with one of these five guys, I feel like we have uh, jump-started our rebuild. He plus Duarte? Nasty. That's what I'm saying. Nasty. That's what I'm saying. Um, You know, you look at all of those guys, and they can all fit in what we're doing, right? I mean, we we, we could make that work around everything that we're rebuilding. No idea. All those guys. (laughs) We'll make something around those guys, though, for sure. But I mean, you know, a Duarte, a Halliburton, and like, let's smash it all together. Carlisle will for sure figure that out. I mean, that's the thing. And right? so, Carlisle doesn't have thing. a system. Carlisle has guys and builds around them. And right. If you and put he this kind of talent on the court, he'll find a way to get there. Well, and this is the thing. Like he, and I think this is an interesting time for him because he has, in general, not started rookies. He's not played young guys. He tends to go for veterans. It's a real new um, experiment. For sure. This is a new experience for him, and I think he's going to rise to the challenge. I think this is a really exciting time for him, and I think he's he's in on this four years. I think in four years we're going to be freaking dangerous. Um, I really am. I think he'll really retire at th- the end of those four years. I think he's just here to help us build, but yeah, uh, I think that like, I, I really do think that he can make something pretty impressive here and hopefully groom the person, uh, you know, Becky Hammond, to, to take over. <laughs> for sure. For sure. But like, I mean, you know, I mean, if you if you look at this and say, you know, Pritchard brought in Halliburton to be the point guard for the next 10 years and we drafted a an adult two, three in Duarte. Um, we've got, you know, we paid TJ McConnell to be the, um, you know, he's our coach on the a, floor. He's our adult off leader. the bench. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, we've got uh, a bunch of big jumpy guys. You know, in Isaiah Jackson and and uh, Jalen Smith and, and maybe other people who might or might not be on the team in two years. Exactly. I mean, the thing is, is like everybody's you know, on a tryout. Let's be honest. Lance L- L- Stevenson, I assume, is going to retire a Pacer. He's going to be the 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 coach on the floor forever at this point. But here's Did what you I just think. describe Lance Stevenson as our coach on the floor <laughs> for the rest of his career. Cheers. Cheers. But here's the hope for this franchise is that we get one of these top five picks. Because if we do not, I think we are 
several seasons away. Right. We're still several seasons away, but I think it, it definitely curtails our ability to get better quickly if you get out of the top five. Oh, Can so- you give me a good sixth pick right now that's going to change our franchise? Who do you- it doesn't exist. Okay, so who, who do you think goes six? Murray, maybe. Okay, Keegan Murray, power forward, Iowa, almost 22 years old, averaging 27 points a game. 9.8 rebounds, 2.3 blocks. You tell me this guy can't help your franchise? Okay, he could help me. Jeez, this guy's a what about, monster. What about, uh, what's the... Um, Shaden Sharp. Sharp. He's Canadian, so no, I don't think he can help you. The good news is <laughs> he's, only nine, he's only 19 years old. <laughs> he'll grow into it. He'll, maybe he'll grow into it. He's 6'6", 200 pounds. Uh, you know, apparently the kid can play. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. My question, though, is, I mean, your supposition here was that if we don't land in the top five, then our goal is hurt. What's our goal? Are we supposed to win a championship? Because if you think that's going to happen, I got another thing coming for you. We're not going to win a championship. No. Okay, so here's here's what I would like. What would you like? What What's interesting to me is I sort of feel like we are back at the beginning when, um, no, no, seriously. When Donnie Wall showed up on this team in 1985 Something, or 86 yeah. yep. and said, Hey, look, you know what? We're going to, we, we, you know, we, we keep missing the playoffs and we're going to start from scratch and we're going to, we're going to start bringing in people. Donnie Walsh is still on this team. This guy knows how to, build a team from nothing. Um, We have for the entirety of his existence being here and entirety of my fandom uh, been relevant uh, in the, in the NBA. Uh, We have been a playoff team. We have been to the Eastern conference finals more often than we have missed the playoffs under Donnie Walsh. And I want to continue to be that because that's the reason we do this podcast because we enjoy rooting for a team that's competitive and those moments in the playoffs of, of heartbreak and, and elation are what we do this for. I don't want to spend a lot of years rooting for a team that's going for lottery balls. And I think, I think these top five guys can get us out of the lottery pretty quick. My concern is if we don't get top five, What's next year look like? No, in the year we, after we, that, the, the guys that we have on the floor right now can get us out of lottery balls. The only reason we're playing lottery balls right now is because we want to. Tyrese Halliburton is that good. I mean, he was playing in Sacramento and not getting them into the playoffs. As a twenty-year-old kid who wasn't the primary ball handler, yes, that's accurate. That's a poorly run organization. Right. I think okay, the combination right. of because they had they had Deer and Fox running their yeah you're right you're right and, I, I think okay. with the guys that we don't have on the floor right now <laughs> right I like I just I don't think that we're not I I don't think that we're a lottery team with the talent that we have even now we're also not a top five team right I would like to be a uh, I would like to be a team that's vying for home court in the playoffs every season okay so that's let me ask like. a question a little bit differently. What what I mean? What level of talent do we need to actually compete to be in the top four in our conference year after year after year? Like, what's the level of talent that we have to add in this one season that we have? Because we're not doing this next year. We're not. No, I know. I know. I understand. This is I understand. it. This I understand. Is understand this window. is a right. I understand. So, so I mean, my point if we is, end up with Keegan Murray, we are are we just? I mean, are we hosed forever? Forever. I mean, that's my concern. Maybe. Right? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. the thing is, is like, that's my concern. I feel like we are not going to be a team because we're just not this team. We're not this franchise that's going to continue to spend the time in the process and in the, in the lottery. Correct. This is our chance. Correct. So do it now, get that talent, and then let's move on. And I'm just concerned that if we end up with Murray or... Uh, you know what's the the other kid who's also pretty good? Uh, Johnny Davis. They like him. He's like a small forward kind of do it all guy. Yeah, I don't know. Six, do we five. know the shooting guard either? 
But I mean, you know, he's one of those like kind of does everything small forwards. I don't know. Like there are guys outside of the top five. But again, I don't think they're game changers. And I think these top five guys are game changers. And if we can get these guys without without I mean, there's questions on all of them outside of Jabari Smith. But let's let's get the guy and then let's go get, you know, let's go trade the guys that don't fit. Let's get assets. Let's get guys that do fit. Let's be young and run and go. And then let's watch, Harper, let's watch this team of 24 years and under guys get better and better and better and grow as a team. That's the kind of thing that I want to root for. And I want to see them grow up together. Uh, you know, when, 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 I was, when I started this thing, when I started watching this, this team, I watched a team that was pretty much together for 15 years. You know, it was the guys that we drafted that grew up in this thing and became a thing that worked. And I would root for that. You know, the 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 team that I have been most uh, connected to since we started this show was the first year of Oladipo when we brought in a bunch of guys in free agency that were all trying to prove something. And they all sort of bound together and created and they, they exceeded my expectations, what I would like to do is root for a young team that exceeds my expectations occasionally. You know? Um, I'm in on that. And then maybe someday we're the Suns. You add a Chris Paul and then you're a title contender. You know? I mean, that's what the Suns did. Uh, maybe you're the Grizzlies. You know? You're a young team and John Morant comes along and suddenly you're relevant. Like, I mean, they're we relevant. They're that. not a title contender. Don't tell them that. They're second in the West right now. Yeah, they're going to get stomped in the playoffs. Don't worry. Okay, but that's part of the process of growing up, right? I mean, they're still kids. I mean, this is the whole thing. They're exceeding expectations, and that's exciting. No, that just, is the expectations for that team now. The expectations I mean, not win this a championship, season. which they can't do. Not this season. It's, it's next season. Mm. Yeah, John Moran's good. He's not that good. Yeah. What I'm saying is, this is, this is, I mean... You know, I'm just really glad that I'm not the Sixers with, you know, that they spent all of that time losing to get Joel um, Embiid and James Harden. Yeah. Harden's, How did they not have a legitimate chance to win a championship? They've got a better chance than the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> you know why? Because Harden's a little bitch he's a little and he's bitch. never going to win anything. And um, I don't want him. I don't want to root for him. You don't I'm have just to glad root he's not for him. My team. He doesn't care if you root for him or not. He could care less. He's not winning a championship. I can guarantee you that right now. I'll put my money down on it. How much money? Uh, $150. $150 that he'll never win a championship. Yeah. I got you. Well, okay. I got you, dog. I, I, nope. I, as, agree, a top, as a top, agree as a, to. as a, as a top three nope. player. Jake didn't agree to. All right. Fair enough. Even if he's like coming off the bench. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. All right. Got it. 150 bucks. You're you can just go ahead and send it to me now. Venmo works. No, you can send it to me now if you'd like. Yeah, I'm not going to need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he will absolutely win a championship before he retires because he's a little bitch. and He's going to go ring chasing. Right, 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 right. Well, that's that's why I was trying to like get the caveat of the, 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 the three top three. Yeah, players. no, I didn't allow you to do that because so, <laughs> I want my money. Boo, Give me my boo. money. Well, uh, look, the fans have heard this. They know what I was trying to say, and you're and taking advantage of me. They know that you have to pay money. me money. <laughs> All right. Well, when that comes up, we'll have like a little ceremony. Mm. I'll buy you a bottle of Pappy or something. Uh, Nikola Nikola Jokic is in the draft this year again. Still, <laughs> thank goodness. I'm glad he's back. Yeah, he's real good. Uh, a six ten small forward from Mega Bimax. Okay, uh, and he's he's a big European dude, right? That, I mean, yeah, his name Nikola Jokic. Are, are you like? Does Nikola Jokic, the real Nikola Jokic for the Nuggets, does he have like a trademark on his name or something? Can he make this other guy change his name to like Nikolovich? That's or a something? really good point. Yeah, yeah. I, we can't have two Nikola Jokic's in the league, especially when when the first Nikola Jokic is like Hall of potentially- Fame. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's MVP last year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can have two Lopez's. One of them is garbage. One of them is good. It's fine. <laughs> but it, it's not like they were both named Robin Lopez. That's correct. You know? Right. Although you could have named him. I still can't tell them apart at all. 
<laughs> well, they're twins. Yeah. They're also hilarious. I really like the Lopez's. They're funny. They are very funny. They in love spite of the Disney. fact that one of them plays for the Bucks. Yeah, well, look, the, the, you know what's nice? Like all of my like sports hate is kind of gone away. I know, outside right? of outside of like I still hate uh the Sixers. Um No, you hate Philadelphia. Still, I mean, cuz they're yeah, the worst. They throw batteries at people. They throw batteries. Yeah, that's right. And then I and I'm also really Shut up, I, <laughs> I also don't like um I also don't like the Nets because I feel like they were cheating when they got all their players. And basically anybody with Durant is cheating. But <laughs> otherwise, I mean, otherwise, I don't really to be hate anybody you realize right that, right? I know. But <laughs> basically, basically, I only sports hate, like, you know, the magic for not winning more games at this point. Like, we're good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And unlike you, I'm not that panicked. I, you know... Our goal as a team is to control what we can't control and really go out and do a great job of scouting, right? So regardless of where we end up landing, regardless of which lottery ball comes out of the thingy, what's the thing called? It's a, yeah. yeah you keep doing the, 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 cranky, the miming. The cranky yeah, the cranky thing. thing. Yeah, like the, the, yeah. the, wheel, the wheel of death. Excellent radio. I'm doing right now. <laughs> the wheel of death. Regardless of which ball comes out of the wheel of death. <laughs> it's our job to just know what's in front of us, right? That's all that we can control is who's going to be the best fit. Who's the best player in relative terms. Who's the best player left on the board. That's what we can control. And I do have faith that we draft well. We scout well. You know, Chris Duarte is an excellent example of that. This kid is... You know, to to quote Chris Duarte, the only reason other teams didn't take him is because they didn't want to win. Mm. Chris Duarte, Duarte is a beast, uh, and and I think that we can, you know, because we put in the work, I you know, I I think that we'll do a great job. You know, well, and I agree with you. When you start look, you know, we said it's time to trade for things. We're going to trade all our assets for things. I didn't say that. And, I agree with you in the sense that we are good at looking for personnel is what I mean to say. When we said to ourselves, we're going to um, look for assets, we went out and found Halliburton. We said, that's what we want. And we went out and found Jalen Smith. We said, this is what we want. Like, I think that there are, there is a good sense on this, in this franchise of, you know, what we want and how we're going to get better and, and, and who the talented players are. And, I just really hope we get an opportunity to take um, a top. Yeah, Jabari. Because <laughs> then everything changes. Everything's over... fine if we get Jabari Smith. Yeah, everything changes. I over mean, now. it doesn't matter how much scouting you do. If, J- if Jabari Smith is on the board when they call your number, everything's fine. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to think or know anything, really. The draft lottery happens on May 17th, 2022. Presented by State Farm. Uh, May seventeenth, uh, the conference finals begin. So they're going to do it in between the semifinals and the conference finals, yeah. and then uh, the last possible day for the NBA finals would be June nineteenth, uh, and the NBA draft will be June twenty third. So, so we will know by May seventeenth where we're at. As a franchise, as far as our pick goes, as much as I enjoy rooting for this team to win and succeed, lose, 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 lose. Give me Jabari Smith. Does Chet Holmgren win you a championship? I mean, I don't know, maybe. If he eats a sandwich. So many sandwiches. We need to call so many sandwiches. that kid. That's right. That's right. I'm just gonna make him pasta dinners every night, yeah. and it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. He'll be he'll be the next uh, Porzingis without injuries. Okay. He'll be Anthony Davis without injuries. That'd be better. Yeah. Okay. Anthony Davis is way better than Porzingis. I agree. I'm just trying to way better. Figure out unicorns that don't have injuries, and I can't come up with them.
Shout out. So, <laughs> shout out unicorns. Um, so um, I guess uh, that was this. The, okay, basically what happened, uh, fans, is that you just listened to Harper and I uh, drink uh, on a, a Sunday night and talk about basketball because this is what we do. Um, we're constantly worried about the future of the franchise. Although apparently Harper's not that worried about it. He's just going with the flow. He's become just a, a way more Zen chill man than I knew when I was in my younger years. Control what you can control. The, what I can control is losing. Yes. Okay. And so, so okay. I trust that we're doing both of those things. Really franchise paces, franchise <laughs> control what you control. Lose and scout. Lose and scout, baby. This is what we've learned. It's where we're at. Um, I think that there's stuff that you're supposed to do, like uh, uh, go sign up for our um, uh, T-shirts, Patreon, Patreon. Uh, so it's Patreon slash Undebeatables. Uh, that would really help us out. Uh, that makes a difference, so I can continue to not work. Um, there's. Like you could go to Amazon slash our thing. We'll we'll have a link. Yeah. If you wanna if you wanna send me money, you can just email me personally. Oh yeah. No, we we take um Venmo. W- what's the th- Venmo? We definitely take Venmo. Um, I'm in on that. Uh, Apple Pay as well. Uh, no, don't I Apple don't. Pay Harper. I do not. But the rest of us take Apple Pay. I take Google uh, and Pay. Google Pay. I didn't even know that was a thing. Of course it is. Google Pay sounds kind of dirty. Apple Pay sounds clean. <laughs> you want to you want to Google Pay me for that? Apple in your face. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's not anything. That's not anything. Not anything. I would I would I would censor this if it was anything, but it's not. <laughs> You're not anything. <laughs> I just I made it sound terrible, but it means nothing. No, but it really wasn't. It, it was nothing. nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we are definitely coming out with the brand new T-shirts uh, in the next uh, month or so. Oh, can so I get one? You still? Well, they have to buy the last of the old T-shirts. I will buy that T-shirt. I've been offering to buy that T-shirt forever. Get me Make new that shit. Happen. Okay, it's coming. If we get if we get the uh, number one pick, I will um, give away the first. 25 t-shirts for free okay that's what i'm, I'm committing i mean to we right will now. have already paid for them so yeah sure why not <laughs> i mean you know free for the people that were going to buy them roger how do you decide how who those people are well they have to write in or text or okay. tweet yeah start texting and tweeting people <laughs> text and tweet right now be the first of the people if we get the first draft pick um, and for the architect, Donnie Walsh, who I believe is still a part of what's happening right now, um, I believe he's going to help us set us up for the next generation um, as he eases into retirement. And for our once and always coach, Bobby Sucklinard, whose spirit is always with us and uh, making us better than we thought we could be. Turn out the lights, the party. It's over. over. It's over. Paolo Banchero. I don't necessarily you're big, you're like. You're big on him. I don't know. You're no, big I on him. Really like saying his name. It's fun. <laughs> He's got the funnest name in the draft. Paolo. Paolo Banchero. Banchero. Like super cowboy, a little Spanish. It's great. Yeah. Okay. I All like right. it. I don't want a Chet on my team. No, Chet? nobody wants a Chet. Nobody, nobody wants, wants a Chet. Chet? No. Chet Holgram? No, Chet Holmgren? Ugh. No, I don't need a 7-1 white guy on my no. team anymore. No. no. We already had one. It didn't work right. out great. No. We had a 7-4 white guy. It worked out all right. Mm. It's true, but not from Gonzaga. That's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's from... Deutschland. Deutsch. I don't know. Deutsch. Where, where did he play? Where did he play college? I don't remember. Did he play college? Yeah, he played college for a year. They all had to back in the day. They couldn't just come over from the internationals. Yeah, they couldn't come over just straight I, away I, I back don't in the day. I feel like I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like you might not have had to back then. 
So this we'll, we'll just uh, throw this out to the fans because I'm going to look it up immediately. It'll be fine. I will know by the time you send it in to me. But you can tell me I'm stupid. You're stupid. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was there no. subtext? Something else supposed to be happening? You just told me I could, so I did. I just, that was it. <laughs> I'm going to look up Rick Smith right now. You leave me alone. Bregmits? Bregmits. Bregmits. College. Uh... Rick Smith, Marist, Marist College, and Poughkeepsie. Wow. He was born in Edenhoven, the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah, I told you so. Um, and he was drafted after Patrick Ewing. Uh, that seems right. <laughs> Patrick was, but better. it was lovely. But it was great that they had the, the, the you know, all those battles back and forth all those years. Were those battles? They were. We won a lot of those. Oh, yes, as a team, yes. I'm not he sure that Rick some Smith of those personal matchups. Oh, Patrick Ewing in any meaningful come on, sense. Come on. Oh, boo. He got beat up by Patrick boo. Ewing in the paint. Boo. boo. Gave up all the points. Boo. And hit a lot of shots from the key. Thank you. Thank you. He had, a couple sweep, he had a couple sweeping hook shots that were meaningful as well. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I, he, 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 he never played dumps. a second of defense against Patrick Ewing. That never happened. He was in the way. No, he wasn't. He was big and in the way. Not in Patrick Ewing's eyes. He was just there. He was not He in the was way. bigger than Patrick Ewing. Yeah, Patrick Ewing, again, did not agree with that assessment. <laughs> All right, we'll have to go look at the tape. Of Patrick Ewing owning Rick Smith's? <laughs> There's times when he didn't. I would love to see that tape. Show me that I'm, tape. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Have a good night. Good luck with that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'll still be up at like <laughs> I haven't edited the pod yet. I'm still looking <laughs> to send you. That's a show.